0: Welcome to Humans of Twitter, a podcast where we discover the stories behind the people behind the Twitter accounts. People that are interesting, opinionated, and surprising. I'm your host, Steve Mulk, and today I'm speaking with someone who describes themselves as the internal monologue of an absolute idiot. Drinking beers, breaking hearts. Humans of Twitter is their stories in their words in a little more than 140 characters. Please welcome today's edition to the Humans of Twitter list, Cat hello hello welcome cat can you tell me in social settings how do you introduce yourself as cat and that's enough and
1: that's it pretty much yes that's all people get that's what they get (laughs) unless they know me personally you know that's it it's cat and that's it and that's yeah (laughs) that's enough
0: (laughs) it sounds like your friends are lucky to get that sometimes
1: Well, it's just since, well, social media has sort of forced me to, yeah, just, it's just cat and that's it. And until you get to know me, that's all you sort of get, yeah.
0: Well, that opens up nicely into this question, if you don't mind. Yeah. Where is the line between public and private for you?
1: Well, yes, I do tend to overshare on Twitter, I know, but there's still. There's still quite a bit that, well, people think they know, oh, yeah, I know what she's like because she just blurts all this stuff out on Twitter, but there's obviously, I'm going to keep a lot of stuff to myself still, like people, Mm. I don't know, it's just weird. When I first joined Twitter I had my full name and then I realised after a few stalking people that it's probably not a good idea. So that's why, yeah, I had a nick. I've just stuck to nicknames and then stupid names, pretty much. But yeah, cat's it now. Most people do know that my name's cat, so mm. there's sort of there's an element of oh, I don't know public acknowledgement there. But yeah, I
0: don't do know. You it's have, a good one. Do you have much of an issue still with? And I. Not that it's my fault, but I'm sorry that you've had those stalkery kind of issues. Do you still have those problems?
1: Oh, oh, not as much, I don't think. But, yeah, I don't know. People get weird. People feel like they own you and they know you. And Mm. I guess that's what happens when you open up so much of yourself on social media. But there's obviously, you're not going to, obviously. I mean, I don't share absolutely everything, despite what a lot of people probably think (laughs) I do share. But, yeah, I
0: don't know. It's weird. It's a whole weird thing. Sure. Have you found that um, before Twitter, before before you had access to Twitter and did the Twitter thing, that you had the same kind of problems or not? No, absolutely not. No. So has <laughs> has that closed the gap between, like, are you you talk about that familiarity that people think they know you. Um, have you experienced that much?
1: Oh, yeah, I think so, a bit. It's sort of, at first I was very much, oh, well, I'm not going to, meet anyone from Twitter and I'm not going to Mm. let them friend me on Facebook or, you know, whatever else. But then you do meet people from Twitter and Mm. they're not all weirdos and you become friends with them and you let them add you on Facebook so then they know even more about you. So, yeah, there's this weird sort of blurring of the lines that you tried to set up in the first place. And so now so many people know me and so many people sort of added me on other social media sites, I guess, but it's like, oh, well, everyone knows pretty much everything about me, so there it is. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I think most people who meet me in real life say, oh, yeah, well, you're just, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to, they say, oh, you're a lot shorter than I thought. That's all I get really. That's about it. Wow, really? Yeah. I thought you'd be taller. I'd love to
0: know how high they thought
1: you oh, were. I don't know. It's weird. But I've said that to people too. Well, you're a lot taller than I thought you'd be. But how do you gauge tallness from an abbey on Twitter, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> that static photo of you that gives us absolutely no context of how tall you are. I thought you'd be taller. I know. <laughs> I don't
1: know. That's it's crazy. weird. Twitter's weird. I find it weird. Yes,
0: I agree. It can be very weird. Have a look at it. We're podcasting about having met on Twitter.
1: Well, that's right. And yeah, so anyway, do I sound like a bogan Marge Simpson like I said I would?
0: <laughs> Not as much as you th- were insisting that you do.
1: Oh, well, there you go. That's
0: good, I suppose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. What can't you tolerate, Kat? What can't I tolerate? Yes, ma'am. What in real life?
0: In well, that's a good place to start.
1: Oh, Nutella.
0: You're not. A, you're anti-Nutella. I'm anti-Nutella,
1: and that upsets a lot of people. I can't stand it. I can't tolerate it's controversial. It. I know. Big issues. Nutella. That's it. This is the world's choc hazelnut spread. I know. It's disgusting. I, don't, I hate hazelnuts, see? That's the problem with that. Ah.
0: So you're pro-chocolate but anti-Nutella?
1: Pro-chocolate, anti-hazelnuts.
0: <laughs> mm. And I can understand that because Nutella, I agree, is an acquired taste. It's not just straight up, oh, spoonful of chocolate. No, it's not quite that, is it?
1: It's terrible. Anyway, I can't stand that. What else can I stand? Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't know. I'd rather not say. I'm going to get into trouble. Um, Who are you going to get into trouble? Because with? I'll say something terrible that will offend somebody. That's Nobody what I listens, do. Kat.
0: It's just you and me. Well, that's
1: right. <laughs> Nobody will listen to this because, you yeah. oh, no.
0: Nobody's going to listen because of you. Nobody listens because oh. of me. I already get told Oh,
1: that. rubbish. I've heard nothing but good things about you.
0: They're all Oh nice. sure,
1: yeah. Anyway, so I don't. What, know. Came what came can't me? I tolerate? Well, look, I don't really like, you know, I don't like sports, to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I, and I seem to follow a lot of people who are really into sports, but I just, I just don't, I don't, I don't like it. I'm not looking forward to the Olympics. People are going to hate me for this. I don't care. <laughs> I don't like sports. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd rather watch some trashy That's- reality TV show or The Bold and the let Well, let's,
0: <laughs> let's flip to that. So you would prefer that kind of thing as opposed to watching, you know, the, the, the event, day three eventing uh, yeah. at, at the Olympics. That's fair. What is it about trashy reality you dig? Oh, I don't know. I
1: like going, I like seeing... Sports in real life. I will go to footy matches, mm-hmm. that's great, but watching them on TV is just blare. Anyway, I'd rather watch The Bold and the Beautiful or, you know, some terrible dating show. The trashier the better, yep. basically.
0: Have you been watching Kiss Band Glove? Yes, Live? I have. Sorry, Kiss Band Glove.
1: Oh, it's so bad.
0: It is so bad. It's so
1: bad. So bad. But, yes, I did watch it, but I cringed all the way through. But I was still, you know, any terrible dating show like that, yeah, I'll watch it. Well, I shouldn't say terrible, you know, whatever.
0: What's your favourite worst show?
1: My favourite worst show. Mm. My favourite worst show, probably, well, I don't really want to say it's the worst show, but it's obviously mm. If You Are The One. That's my favourite. Apart from the Bold Mm -hmm. and the Beautiful, this is going to go down
0: really well. (laughs) I think you will be amazed at the love that you will get for this because I obviously follow a lot of people. I talk about TV a lot on, on Twitter. The amount of love that is shown for both Bold and the Beautiful and for especially If You Are The One is pretty full on. Yeah, and they're so bad, but they're so good. What makes If You Are The One stand out? Oh,
1: they're so harsh. The women are harsh. And, I mean, the guys are terrible. They're terrible. They're embarrassing. <laughs> you know, they say awful things about what they want. and But the women just give it straight back to them. So, I just, yeah, it's that no tact and they're just downright nasty some of the time and embarrassing. And, yeah, it's just great.
0: <laughs> if someone had never seen If You Are The One, how would you describe it to them?
1: I just say it's this outrageous Chinese dating show and you have to watch it because the people are so nasty. That's how I tell people. I say you have to watch it. Why don't you watch this? And I've had, you know, people come over and I make them sit there and watch it and they're just like, Mm -hmm. this is terrible. And then they'll go home and they'll be like, oh, I'm still watching if you are the one. This is your fault. (laughs) I said, well, I told you. You get sucked into these things.
0: And it's it's not your standard one on one dating show, is it? There's one guy that comes out and presents himself, but it's like sixteen hundred women he's standing up yeah, against.
1: Yeah. They're all just like judging him immediately on looks and he's picking his favourite girl and it's so terrible, but yeah, anyway, I'll still watch it. I love it, you know, as a feminist, I shouldn't mm-hmm. say, you know, oh it's I just get sucked into it. <laughs>
0: Although it's, the staff at SBS will be very pleased to hear that. Um, I S- oh, I love
1: it. Poor SBS. They cop a fair bit from me. I'm always <laughs> tweeting about, you know, Jan Francis on the feed or, mm. you know, I love them. They're great. I love SBS too. <laughs> There's a plug for them. I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> yes, I do want to watch a lot of SBS, So
0: All of it? Like a lot of all of it? like, Because there's some pretty broad programming on SBS, particularly SBS 2. Oh,
1: I do tend to gravitate towards that because I like, you know, the drunk histories and the. Mm, oh, so oh, good. it's just, you know, I, I keep saying they should do an Australian version and I should be on that, but nobody's buying it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it's got real legs quite honestly. Drunk history is so fun. Um this is basically uh people they may be famous or may not be get drunk at you know, the the show get them drunk, and then they ask them to explain some historical moment and then as they talk about it they intercut uh famous people acting out that scene. Oh, isn't it? It's just delicious. It's
1: hilarious. It's so irresponsible though, and it encourages binge drinking, but it's so funny. Because they're just trash. Oh. They're absolutely hammered and falling off couches and, you know, oh, dodgy, vomiting. It's just great.
0: <laughs> no, look, it, is, it is pretty special. And they do, as a part of the show, like the actual TV credits, uh, list out how much the person drank oh. to get that drunk. I know. Um,
1: and I'd be dead after half of them. Absolutely dead.
0: Oh, some of them, yeah, but it is also American. I oh, accept the English stuff, but the American stuff. Oh, I drank two six-packs. That's like one Australian beer.
1: Yeah. Oh, the British ones, though. They really get hammered. It's like, oh, I drank a golly. bottle of whiskey and five shots of Booker. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs>
0: and three lagers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Have you seen there is a show on Tuesday nights on SBS2 called Walk of Shame Shuttle? No. No. Oh, sister, you have to tune in for this. All right. I it is exactly what you think it is. It is uh, it all is the brainchild of a, a woman who basically would find she was getting stuck with this job for all of her friends. I.e. they'd go out, have a night, stay at someone's place and then get the early morning call. Hey, come and pick me up. Um, I need a lift home. I'm somewhere I don't know where oh, I God. am. Oh, God. And then in the car, they would have a conversation about, you know, what went on, what sort of situation, those kinds of things. This is set in LA, as best I can tell, and it is three different, a couple of comedians and a lady doing this pickup. And oh my goodness, the conversations cat is so good. I'll
1: have to watch it because I've had, I've done that. I've done the whole. I don't know where I am. Can somebody please come and pick me up? I'm in some guy's <laughs> bedroom. This is a long time ago, obviously. When sure. I was young and stupid, oh, I've done that. I don't know where I am. I've got no idea what street <laughs> I am. Can somebody just drive around the streets of you know this particular regional Queensland town and find me? Because I don't know where I am.
0: So, well, it's a little bit yeah, better these I just days. This is with things that. like Uber and Google Maps.
1: Well, exactly. This is going back when you know there was not there were no mobile phones or Google Maps. No. <laughs>
0: There was no mobile phones back then. I know,
1: so old.
0: <laughs> well, you're not doing too bad for a twenty-three year old.
1: <laughs> so funny.
0: <laughs> so you need to check out Walk of Shame shuttle right. Uh it is it if you're like it's it's car accident but in a nice way. Mind you, the, the people that are doing the driving, the pickup, they don't hold back. If someone gets picked up and says something that's outrageous or horrible or whatever they will just let fire. It is so good.
1: Okay, I'll have to watch that. Yep.
0: That's my top tip for good. this week. So what is your superpower cat? What do you do really well?
1: <clears throat> Absolutely nothing.
0: Rubbish. Don't believe nope. it for a second.
1: Oh no, seriously, nothing. It's terrible. I'm so average at everything. But that's well, there's nothing I can do <laughs> about it. I can take the piss out of myself really well. That's about it.
0: That's a good start. Someone obviously employs you to do a job, though. They must think you're doing okay because they keep paying
1: you. Well, that's true. I wouldn't say I do a very good job, but I do. I do do. Well, I never take sickies, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh...
0: I I, I don't know. People. How do you find? Please. How do I find what? I was going to ask, how do you find working in, a, in, a, in an office environment?
1: Ugh. P- today, awful. <laughs> awful. It was terrible today. It was so bad. People are ridiculous and want everything and they want it for nothing. And, you know. Yeah. Anyway. People are i They are. are. So, <laughs> I was texting my friend while I was supposed to be working, obviously, saying this is terrible. Mm. I dislike so many people. And, you know, smart aleck response, you should get a job in the public service. Oh, thank you. Why didn't I think of that? Yes.
0: <laughs> it's a,
1: look, oh, I know, office, 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 yeah. The, pe- <laughs> everyone who follows me knows how I feel about my co-workers. Some of them are fine. It's the general public that I have issue with. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's interesting. It makes for sometimes hilarious Twitter fodder. That's about it. <laughs> what would be your ideal job? Oh, I always said that somebody needs to find me a job where I can just watch terrible television and eat cake and drink beer in my underwear. That is the job I was born to do, but there's obviously no call for that, so...
0: I think you just described the SBS Two Channel.
1: Why won't they employ me?
0: Because <laughs> there's already someone doing it.
1: Well, that's right. No. Um, well, I actually used to really enjoy what I did, which was working at mm-hmm. regional in regional television. But um, anyway, yeah. What were you doing what for them? doing um, writing terrible commercials. <laughs>
0: Excellent. I, Thinking about car. Oh,
1: yes, exactly. All that, you know, the terrible ones, tanks, water tanks and, you know, discount stores, oh. all those great ones that, you know, require absolutely, yeah, nothing except flashing graphics and shouty people.
0: Yeah, how can I make this agricultural uh, equipment sale sound yes. good?
1: So that was fun. That's where I learned how to swear pretty much.
0: Uh, Working in, yes. in regional television. Were, were you not a I swearer? I was not as then?
1: much a swearer as I was before then. <laughs> and then it just got progressively worse, anyway. Yes. <laughs> but yes, then, you know, stuff happens and you move away and you have children and then you end up doing other jobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Have you always lived in the state that you live no. in now? No.
1: I have been in Tasmania for, oh, how long now? 11 years, but before that I Mm -hmm. was a Queenslander.
0: (laughs) So it's your fault as well that Pauline Hanson's in?
1: It's not my fault at all because I live here now and we just ousted the Liberals. And now I wasn't going to talk about (laughs) politics, but, yeah, it's not my fault that Pauline
0: Hanson's back here. No. Look, to be frank, we can't blame Queensland. There are people in Queensland that voted for her, sure. But there are people in Queensland that voted for Peter Dutton. There are people in Queensland that voted for White Roy. Well, that's right. Three different people, three different outcomes.
1: Yeah, so not by fault, no. So I'm an ex-Queenslander. I don't know. People keep telling me you're not Tasmanian or Taswegian or whatever the term is yet because you haven't lived here long enough. And I'm like, well, I've been here 11 years. How long do I need to be here for? Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, what sort of standards are they? Very high ones, obviously.
0: (laughs) Very high ones for a very small state. Yes, that's right. Do you prefer the cold? Is it convenient that you're in Tasmania, or is it uh, something that you love slash enjoy?
1: I I dislike the heat, basically. So while Mm. I'd rather not be as cold as you know I am at the moment, because it's the middle of winter in Tasmania. I would much prefer this to 43 degrees and, you know, 98% humidity in central Queensland. So, yes, Mm. I moved purely for weather reasons.
0: Yeah, look, many people might argue (laughs) with you on that.
1: Mind you, whenever it is winter here, I think, oh, yeah, you know those old people that go to Queensland for winter, they've got the right idea. Those well, you people. know, the old people who have money and they can, you know, flee around and go to different states in the winter and the summer and whatever.
0: Chase summer around exactly. the world. Those people. I know. Make
1: How dare they have money and you know <laughs> can do this. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so yes, I don't miss the heat.
0: What happened the last time your heart was broken?
1: Oh, um it wasn't good. <laughs> there mm-hmm. was quite a bit of subtweeting involved. <laughs> oh, Sub-tweet, yeah. Yes. There was because it was like it was a sort of a Twitter thing. So
0: <laughs> sort of a Twitter thing. All right, stop collaborate. Listen, we need to hear all about this. Sort oh. of a Twitter thing.
1: Okay, we met. Well, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, someone from Twitter will start, you know, I don't know, hitting on you, whatever it is. It, yeah, anyway, we met through Twitter. So,
0: and, Isn't that what Tinder Well, is for? see,
1: this was before Tinder.
0: <laughs> gosh. And to, Twitter bringing oh, people yeah, together. Yeah, and
1: then, yeah, <laughs> breaking hearts. Yeah, so there was a bit of oh, subtweeting, gosh. and then there was, you know, me pretty much <laughs> being Devo and making that person <laughs> oh god I they don't hear this ever making that person publicly apologize not on Twitter on another on another mm. um social media format and yeah it was just nasty and then yeah so nasty <laughs> and terrible but I mean that's what happens when you know, you get your heart broken. I suppose mm-hmm.
0: love love can be oh, a brutal thing. It was so brutal.
1: <laughs> oh, I've got to laugh about it. And I spent many months, many, many months in therapy afterwards. And I laughed about it. And I don't think the therapist was very impressed. She just said, "Well, why do you keep laughing? Well, I don't know. That's the first defence mechanism. I don't know." I don't know what to do. She's saying, you keep making jokes about it. Well, I don't know how else to deal with it, basically. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, anyway, we're still friends, Mm -hmm. sort of, not really. We're in contact occasionally, sporadically. That's about it, yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 nothing like that.
0: Do you mind if I ask what prompted you um, to seek, uh, you know, counselling uh, after the end of that relationship? Were you already no? Well, at I the wasn't
1: time? no, but because I was just oh, really felt like crap, and I know, <sighs> oh, I oh, I know myself, and I was like, oh, I'm just not coping at all, and this is terrible, and how am I going to yeah. deal with this? So, I just took myself off to counselling, and you know got my doctor to put me on antidepressants and yeah, that's what I had to do at that time
0: pretty much. Yep. That's that's a pretty like uh, ballsy move if you don't mind me saying so. The, the, the recognition just within yourself that I need to go and do that. Some people take an awful lot of prompting and sometimes even needing being put in a car and driven by a friend to, to get, to that position, you just went, oh, yeah, well, yes,
1: this. when it comes to my own mental health, I'm very well aware of my own self and my own, yeah, I've, oh, look, I've had, I had PND with both kids. So as soon as I mm-hmm. start, you know, spiralling down into that, I just know. And it's like, well, that's it. I can't deal with this anymore without getting some sort of help or medication or whatever. Yeah. It's just,
0: well, what is it? you just the trigger signs for you
1: well after this one in particular i started having panic attacks which i'd never had before Mm -hmm. and you know great deals of anxiety which also i'd not really had before so i was like well this is new i don't really like this i think i might go and get Mm -hmm. some medication so yeah I mean, it sounds like oh, I'm just out. You know, I'm just going to get pop some pills. It's not that, obviously, but it's like yeah. oh, well, let's you know talk about a mental health plan, and you should see this, and you should take these antidepressants, mm. and you should do this, and so that's where we that's where we ended up.
0: And, and did you find that you know the, the going down the medication option? that that was an instant fix or something that took some management to get uh, right?
1: Well, I said I didn't – I specified I did not want to go on a particular antidepressant I'd been on before, Only be, not because it didn't work, mm. but only because coming off it was incredibly difficult uh, uh, withdrawal-wise. So I said, can you put me on something else? And she said, yeah, try this one. And, it, yeah, it did take a bit of getting used to, and then I had to up the dosage because it was just – it actually got a lot worse before it got better with this particular antidepressant. And then again, I was like, oh, yeah. but then I want to come. When I decided I was ready to come off it and I was weaning myself off it slowly and I still got the withdrawal symptoms that I got with the last sort of slow, like, oh, I really hate this. It's terrible. And, mm. yeah, but it I had to. There was no <laughs> way I was going to get through that period of time without medication as well as the counselling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, fun mental health times.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for sharing that, Kat. I, I can't imagine that that's you know overly easy to talk about. You know you, the acknowledgement of your mental health and those. I things.
1: think that yeah, it's not nice to talk about, but I always just say, oh well, I had this and I had that because.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, because I don't want people to not talk about it if they want to talk about it.
0: I. Mm-hmm. Do you find that your friends are happy to talk about it with you, because you're obviously a very you know open person in that regard with your friends?
1: I found with the first child and the first bout of P and D, I told nobody. And it wasn't until another friend of mine who had children at the same time came to me and said, oh, I've got to go, I've got PND and I've got to go on medication. And I said, oh, well, I had that too. So then I was like, well, if she's too scared to say something because she thinks everyone's going to judge her for that, I was like, oh, well, then I just started telling people basically. (laughs) I was like, well, well, I had it too, you know, and (laughs) I had it the next time. and. Yeah. Yeah, I do think people are sort of a bit more open with me in regards to their own mental health issues, I guess, because I'll just say, well, I had this and I had that and I had to go on this medication. And they'll ask me, well, what medication should I go on? I go on sort of thinking, well, well, I don't know. You have to go to your doctor about that. But at least, <laughs> you know, they're willing to sort of open up about it. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's a weird... It's a weird thing, but, yeah, I think me being more open about my own mental health issues has certainly prompted my friends or people I know to come to me and say, well, I'm dealing with this and can I talk to you about that? And they know they're not going to get judgment from me and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) And they just tell me everything then. And it's like, oh, I can't help you because, you know, uh, yeah. There's so that's, there's that's so really... many there's so many people though so many people then you find out mm. who have this or they have that or they suffer anxiety or depression or whatever else it is. Mm. I just didn't realise that that you know so many people were struggling. So I think it's quite nice to be able to talk to people about it. Yeah.
0: Sure. Your frankness about it is really not only refreshing. <laughs> Um, but I'm sure, well, I I would offer a really bold and and powerful thing for the people around you to know that it's okay to talk about it, it's okay to have fun about it as well at times, um, but that there's that opportunity to just be real with someone about it because it's a very – it can be a very shameful. Yeah, I think
1: so, especially – well, I don't know, maybe – Yeah, and I think also because I don't have much of a filter on Twitter and I have said like, oh, well, you know, I'm on these antidepressants and the withdrawals are awful and blah, 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 and I feel like crap and, you know, people just, oh, well, yeah, look, she's got this or she's dealing with that and then, you know, I don't know. It's weird. (laughs) It's a weird topic to talk about your own... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's shortcomings or brain chemistry or whatever it is. Yeah.
0: I I think in the old days, and I'm happy to hear your thoughts on this, in in the (laughs) old days, air quotes, that it would have been seen as a shortcoming. You know, they've got something wrong with them. Um, Though I I think that these days now it's, it's much more acceptable for people to talk about it to the point where some people are critical of it. Oh, you know, oh sure, they're depressed or yeah. they've got anxiety. Those yeah. people, I think, that offer that up really haven't experienced the reality of those kinds of mental health problems, though. And sharing about it is the best way to destigmatize it, so that no longer it is about oh they've got it. Just becomes well, hey, you know that's that sucks, but awesome that you're here. And, uh, and great that you're, you know, you're managing it. Well, that that's it. And with. I've
1: had, you know, the, pe- the people that you hear about who say, oh, well, just, oh, well, if you just tried to do this or you just tried to do that, oh, why don't you try exercising or why don't you try yoga or why don't you try, you know, running or reading this book? It's like that is not going to help, you know, with this form of depression or whatever it is, you know, you might mean well, but that's like saying, "Well, oh, you've got a broken leg. Why don't you just get up and walk on it?" It's and I've had this argument with people, and they've said, "Oh, well, why don't you just do this?" Mm. And you know, oh, sure. If you just think, you know, try and think yourself happy, you know, that's sort of bull. And I like, yeah. oh, you've got no idea, mate, none whatsoever. And you just can't even try and explain it to those people because they've just, oh, they're lucky. They haven't had to deal with it. So, you know, yay for them. But yeah. you can't just say, oh, well, just think yourself happy. And that's pretty much what, you know, some people have said, oh, just think yourself happy. Oh, yes, that's what it is. Oh, why didn't I think of that?
0: Yes. Gosh, if only I had thought happy thoughts and not these yes, dark brooding exactly. ones. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> what's your what's your favourite place to travel to? Favorite place to travel to? <clears throat>
1: to, travel to. Mm. I don't know. Well, I went to New Zealand last year, so that was pretty good. But I don't know. I think Ireland has been my favourite, yeah. only because of you know got extended family there, and yeah, I don't know. Ancestry, all that malarkey. So yeah, <laughs> that was quite fun. Malarkey's a place oh, well, in it, isn't it? It may as well be. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so <laughs> I'm sure that'll change, though.
0: <laughs> so was it was it just the family stuff, or was it? Uh, you know, I want to go and do something, or there's the rolling hills and all of the dales uh, and things.
1: Oh, just all that, you know, you think, oh, I just thought oh, I might go to, you know, I might go to Ireland, do a bit of travelling around there and I might go to, you know, England, you know, did the whole UK backpacking thing and my mother invited herself along for some of that so that went well. Well, yeah, then it didn't end up being backpacking. It ended up, you know. It, it ended in tears and a very very huge fight in Belfast in the end. But anyway, <laughs> oh God. God. that's family for you. Oh, oh yes.
0: <laughs> Goodness
1: me. Oh, but, well, I'm stupid because I've been on holidays with her, you know, more than a few times, and each time it ends in absolute tears and arguments but we still keep doing it because I
0: don't know that's what you do I, I think you're still trying to find the spot where you're really having a good time and working out where to end it before it ends in tears so you can just go this has been really fun
1: yeah bye that's it but when you're locked up in a hotel room with somebody it just doesn't end that way <laughs>
0: uh no
1: worries, anyway yes that.
0: So what are you going to achieve in the next
1: 12 months? Oh, the next 12 months. Right. I mm, I don't know. Since <laughs> since my breakup or whatever with the last person I was with, I decided I'm just going to, you know, say yes to everything, hence saying yes to this. Mm. You know, doing stuff I've never done before like, you know, I think I'll just Volunteer to pose nude for this photographer who's taking photos of people with tattoos. So I thought, oh, sure, why not? I'll do that. Um, Yeah, I'll just just say yes to lots of things, things I wouldn't usually do, (laughs) things that embarrass my family in public.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's very awesome, and you're right. That is very much putting yourself out there. I mean, people talk about doing things that put themselves out there. Saying yes is one thing. Saying yes to posing naked for a tattoo photographer is another yes. And
1: then so I thought, well, look, hey, I don't care. I'm this age, and I've had two kids, and this is me, and I put it on Facebook, and all my elderly aunts were disgusted. (laughs) And I just had a red hot go at them all and said, look, you know, I'm sorry if my naked body offends you, but I've had two kids and this is what a person who's had two kids and has tattoos looks like and it's not photoshopped and you can suck it up or, you know, get the hell out of my life sort of thing.
0: Did you find that? the experience itself was something you were empowered doing?
1: Oh, well, yes. I, yeah, in a way. But it was like, well, when I just thought, well, I'm never going to have the opportunity to do this again probably. And This woman's, you know, taking photos of, you know, body modification and tattoos in Tasmania and she's going to exhibit them and she's going to do this. And I was like, well, I'm not going to get the chance to do this again. So sure, why the hell not? I'm just going to get my gear off. Why not? Awesome.
0: <laughs> That's
1: awesome, cat. Oh, so
0: well, cool. it is, but,
1: yeah, it's it's, it's a thing. And, oh, yeah, so it's just that. It's just wanting hey, to do things that I don't have the opportunity to do or haven't had the opportunity to do,
0: yeah. Yep. Hey, cat. Yeah? Thank you so much for the chance to speak with you today. Please know the things that you've said are very special and you're highly valued. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, thanks for listening to my dribble.
0: Oh, rubbish dribble. Amazing conversation. Thank you. Obviously, you're a, a Twitter person. Are there other social accounts that you would want people no. to know about?
1: <laughs> I think okay. most of the people who follow me on Twitter already follow me on Instagram anyway, so
0: yeah. That's about the extent of it. This has been Humans of Twitter, and I can confirm that at Trinibopper is indeed human. Oh, thank you.